Welcome to Bible Prophecy Radio. Can we rely on what the preachers say from the pulpit? Can we hear the truth in church? Let's find out. Now here's your host, Albert Hardy. Hi everybody, this is Albert Hardy. I have something I'm trying to get at, but I want to read John 17 and see if you can pick up on what I'm trying to get at here, and then we'll talk about it. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may also glorify you. As you have given him power or authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have revealed your name unto the men which you gave to me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever you have given me are of you. For I have given unto them the words which you gave to me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from you, and they have believed that you did send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are. These are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your own name those whom you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those that you gave me I have kept, and not one of them is lost, except the son of perdition, or sin, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come to you, and these things I speak while I'm still in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify or set them apart through your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that I, or that they might also be sanctified through the truth. Neither do I pray for these alone, but also for those 
which shall believe on me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also might be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me, and the glory which you gave to me I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected into one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I will that they also whom you have given to me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you did send me. And I have declared unto them your name, and I will declare it, that the love wherewith you have loved me may also be in them, and I in them. Unquote. 26 verses jam-packed with truth. That's what I want to get at. The truth. How do you know these days when there are so many uh, different controversies going on? For example, the controversy about meat versus vegetable uh, diets. What's the truth? What, how, how can you find the truth when there's so much uh, factions on both sides that seem scientific, that seem provable? Well, number one, trial and error. Try it. Try it. Now, I want you to benefit from my experience. Wise people learn by OPE. What's OPE? OPE is other people's experience. Other people's experience. OPE. And that's what I want you to benefit from my experience for and from. And that you might have health. Okay, here we go. In 2014, I ate a diet of a dozen eggs every day. Just as an experiment. Don't experiment with your own body. Let me tell you right off the bat. Don't experiment with your own body. Especially when you do things that are dangerous. That is dangerous. I... Woke up one Sunday morning with my heart going a mile a minute, 400 beats per minute. Can you believe that? It was going, wow. Well, four hours later, I had had enough of that. I went to the hospital via my sister. She came and picked me up, took me to the hospital, and they stabilized me with pharmacopoeia, drugs. Just as it says in Revelation 18, 
in verse 23. Here's what it says. And the light of a candle shall no more shine at all in you. This is talking about the destruction of Babylon. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall no more be heard in you at all. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorceries, they, all the nations, were deceived. Now, this word sorceries is pharmacia, from which we get our term pharmacy, drugs. By all, or all nations were deceived by drugs. And that's what's in every piece of manufactured food. And that's why I'm an advocate of gardening and growing your own food and eating only healthy produce, organic no less. If you want to lose weight, you can do it with one letter of the alphabet. O for organic. If you ate nothing that wasn't organic, you would lose weight automatically. Your body knows how to do it. You don't even have to exercise, at least not that much. You should every day. You should go for a 30-minute walk every day, minimum. But exercise isn't everything. You also need rest. You need time to unwind. And you need sleep, good, solid sleep, as best as possible. Make it completely dark in the room, completely quiet, no television in the room. Get rid of your television. That's good advice all the way around. You don't need any of it. You got YouTube. That's plenty of entertainment value right there. And you can pick and choose, no commercials, or at least you can bypass them. But anyway, I digress. Pharmacopia. They stabilized me with drugs, and then they sent me through a long battery of miserable tests, which I flunked. And so they sent me via ambulance up to Orlando. And I've told you this before, uh, listeners, but um, long story short, they went up through my groin, went a thousand places inside my heart, couldn't find anything wrong with it. So what in the world is going on? Why it was my heart jumping around all over the place like this? Well, it was the eggs. The eggs have compounds in them that are not healthy. Yes, I was eating organic eggs, no less. Organic eggs. Why? Because my son said I uh, needed more protein, and I thought that would be the finest source. Well, the protein myth is just that. It's a myth. It's a hoodwink, a deceit, a pharmacological deceit. We don't need eggs, and we don't need dairy, and that means cheese, we don't need bacon. We don't need processed meats. In fact, we don't need meat at all. Now, what's the biblical way to eat? 
Three times in the year it is mentioned that it's okay to eat meat. And that would be the feast of the Passover where the lamb was slain and eaten by the people. Followed 50 days later with the feast of Pentecost. Followed by the feast of tabernacles in the fall. So these three times in the year, it's okay to eat meat. But he didn't say it was good three times a day. No, no, that's an overload. And these days, let's face it, the the meat and dairy and egg, all the industries that have anything to do with food, put additives in there that shouldn't be there by nature. And those are what is causing the problem. They're addictive. They get in our systems, and our bodies don't know what to do with them except try to get rid of them. My dad, for example, ate nothing without a glass of milk and cheese to eat with it. Why? Because the doctors told him, oh, you've got osteoporosis. You're losing uh, bone mass. Three-eighths of an inch per month. Whoa, that's that's quite a loss, really. He lost a lot of height. Well, why did that happen? He was eating so much or drinking and eating so much dairy that the body actually sensed an overload and dumped everything, including what was in his bones. Don't be deceived, folks. Learn by other people's experience. Well, I should have known better, but I <laughs> I had to quit eggs altogether, 100%. And after speaking with my surgeon, who went into my uh coronal arteries and inserted three stents because they were plugged up said you need to be a vegetarian except for one piece of meat per week and it should be fatty fish i.e. salmon he prescribed salmon and I said no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that I became a vegan completely vegan No animal products whatsoever. No milk, dairy, eggs, fish, and oil. That's why God gave you five fingers, maybe. No meat, dairy, eggs, fish, or oil. What's wrong with oil? Like olive oil, 100% organic olive oil. It's got to be healthy. Unfortunately for us humans, the body will turn that into plaque which plugs up your arteries, your coronal arteries. So let's get at the truth. Study into nutrition. Learn by other people's experience. Learn by my experience. I don't even ever want to go through that bunch of medical stuff ever again. I was on the diet for six months or so, and then I quit going to my cardiologist. I said, I'm done. I don't need you, and you're fired, in essence. And so I quit. I laid myself off of all the drugs, 
They had me on high blood pressure stuff. They had me on statins for a week. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. The bruises came out all over my skin and various places. And no, I am not doing that to myself. I quit it. Are they safe? Hardly. No. Don't trust the doctors and hospitals who say that you need them. They they know what side their bread is buttered on, so to speak. They know how to keep themselves in business. You're going to be on these the rest of your life. No, not so. Not necessarily. Are drugs necessary? Are you suffering because of a lack of drugs? No. We all need to be smart enough to learn by other people's experience. I just got a new book, which I love already. I've only listened to it. For, I, I buy audio books. Um, this one is by Joel Furman. And Joel is talking about genocide, fast food genocide. I, I implore you, please get this book. This is fantastic. It's an education, truly. It's about diet. It's about what we put in our mouths. Well, we need to be careful. But I want to get back to John 17. Why did I choose that as a starting point? Because of this one verse. Sanctify them through your truth. Set them apart. If you want to be something, you want to be real, you want to be uh, a genuine human being that has value... Do this. Set yourself apart and ask God to set you apart through his truth. And what is truth? Your word is truth. If you want to figure out who to vote for, go to Exodus 18.21 and learn the truth. And that's just one piece of the pie, of course. But how to eat? Look at Leviticus 13. And Deuteronomy 5 and, and Deuteronomy 20, where the Ten Commandments are. Learn about God and what he's really like. Learn the truth about heaven and hell. For example, do we really go to heaven when we die? Or hell? Answer, no. No, we go to our graves and wait until the resurrection. And then it's the judgment day where you will be evaluated by God and given your final choices whether to live or die. It has nothing to do with eternal conscious torment in the flames of hell. That is not biblical. That's philosophy. And we are trying to promote philosophy and make it into the Bible. You can't do that. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. There is no place in the Bible that says that you're going to live in the flames of hell in torment and torture forever and ever. Now, I know I haven't made the case yet on that. In other words, 
I, I need to do a program about hell and really thoroughly go over it and over it and over it because there are so many things that people need to know. But And they show all kinds of proof texts. But let me tell you, don't listen to every wind of doctrine, even if it's a tradition that has been there for your entire life, as it has in mine. I grew up in, in church. Churches, they all said the same thing, that there is a hell to avoid or to pay, and that that hell means eternal conscious torment. But where's that in the Bible? I dare you to find it for me. Please find it for me. Well, they all turn to Revelation 20, verse 10. Here it says, The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet were cast, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, how do I refute that? If we go to Ezekiel 18 verses, or I'm sorry, Ezekiel 28, 18 through 19, here's what we find. Well, I'm just going to start in uh, verse 12. Well, 11 says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. Dropping down, let's see, a little bit. And say to him, well, let me just continue. Thus says the Lord God, You seal up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in the Garden of Eden. Every precious stone was your covering. You were perfect. But uh, let me go on in verse 14. You are the anointed cherub that covers. This cannot be speaking of a human king. And I have set you so, and you were on the holy mountain of God, and you walked up and down in the middle of the stones of fire. You were perfect in all your ways from the day that you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the multitude of your travels for trade, which is the word merchandise in the King James, they have been filled, or they have filled the midst of you with violence, and you have sinned. Therefore, I will cast you out as profane from the mountain or government of God, and I will destroy you, O covering cherub. Satan is not eternal. He will be destroyed. How do I know that? We'll read on. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, and you've corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness. I will cast you to the ground and lay you before kings that they may see you. You have defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trafficking. Sounds like drug trafficking. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from your innermost being, says in the midst of you, in the King James, it shall devour you, and I will bring you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold you. 
All that know you shall, or among the peoples, shall be astonished at you. You shall be a terror, and you shall be, or you shall not be, any more. Never shall you be any more. So, what do I make of Revelation twenty ten then? And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Well, if he's dead, what's the torment? Answer, it's the reputation. That reputation shall never die. That precedent has been set, and there's no going back. There's no undoing that precedent. And there will never be another one like the devil who deceived everyone. Now, where do I get that? Jeremiah 23.40. Let's take a look at that for a second. Here's what it says. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and a perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten. You see, it's the reputation that never dies, not the individual. The devil will die, but his reputation will live on. Now, to, to complete just a little brief snibbling of the hell uh, re refutation, go to, if you would... Uh, with me to Jeremiah 51 verses 39 and 57. Jeremiah 39 or Jeremiah 51 verses 39 and 57. Therefore, wait a minute. In their heat, I will make their feasts, and I will make them drunken, that they may rejoice and then sleep a perpetual sleep, and not awake, says the Lord. God signs off on it. In verse 57, he says something very similar. And I will make drunk your princes, your wise men, your captains, and her rulers, and her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep, and not wake, says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. So he signs off on it again. Now, who's he talking about or talking to? Well, the men of Babylon. Well, you mean some people are going to live eternally forever in hell, burning in torture and torment, feeling pain 100 times greater than you can feel anything on earth? Just like Dr. Erwin Lutzer claims? I heard him say it myself. He was on stage. I was there in the audience listening. No, that's not in the Bible. That's just philosophy, basically his own thoughts. Don't go by other people's thoughts. Go by the Word of God. That's the only place you find truth. And that's the point. Go to the Bible to get your truth, not to human beings. Do not trust them. They are not God. And though they may claim to be a representative of God, they may not know him all that well. 
Get to know him and trust in him, not in people. This is Albert Hardy. Go to my website, I Tell Why. That's the letter I, then tell, T-E-L-L, and Y, W-H-Y, dot com. You can read my eight books there. If you find anything conflicting with the Bible, please let me know. Send me an email to jesusiswhy at gmail.com. I want to know about it. Well, these are truths that I have accumulated over my lifetime. And I hope they can do you some good. Learn by other people's experience. But also, uh, and more importantly, from the lips of Jesus and the Word of God. That's your source of truth. Till next time, have a great day. 